0: He is led by an invisible hand to promote an end to which was no part his intention. That's from Adam Smith. Congress just passed and President Biden just signed a $1.9 trillion economic relief package designed to stamp out the virus as well as put us back on a strong economic footing. So why isn't everybody happy? I'm Ken Boone, and this is my podcast, Much More to Say. This show is sponsored by the Descant Music and Media Group, creators and producers of podcasts, covering a wide range of subjects. Our shows are hosted on Spreaker and available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Check out our Much More to Say blog, posted biweekly, where the conversation continues. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And, of course, our website, muchmortosay.weebly.com. That's much more, the number two, say.weebly.com. Now, on with the show. It's been a little over a month since uh, we last got together, and I can say I sure missed you guys. So instead of uh, putting out new episodes weekly or bi-weekly, which was my goal before, I decided that I'll let the news cycle, as well as my uh, news feed, tell me when it's time to strap on the mic again. I mean, at least that's what I'm going to do for the time being. Well, it's been a little over a year since the coronavirus was declared a pandemic. A little over a year since we had about 100 more questions than we had answers concerning this virus. Now, despite the ham-handed pressure from the previous White House, amateurs, I call them, the World Health Organization still declared it a pandemic. I mean, they held held, uh, their ground, and we're glad they did. And the world took notice. Back then, there were around 600 to 1,000 cases. They weren't really classifying them as such. They didn't know for sure. They weren't even keeping definitive totals of deaths in the United States because the diagnoses weren't clear at the time. Also, it was supposed to just magically disappear. Matter of fact, we're going to leave those people on that um, that cruise ship and, you know, hope that it passes through the population, the crew, the passengers and everything. And we'll just leave them out there. You know, I don't know. I don't know what their thinking was. But in the meantime, I'm going to put Mike Pence in charge of this task force, okay? And while we're at it, I think, and this is not me. I think I'll call myself a wartime president. All right. Fast forward to today. There's over 29 million cases, probably 30 by the time you hear this. So over 530 thousand Americans who've lost their lives in that past in this past year. Horrible as it is, there's now an end in sight. You see, in November. The people spoke, and there's a new team of professionals in charge. And they have a plan. A part of this plan, as far as the messaging, which I personally approve of, is that they under-promise, yet over-deliver. know, I like that because that strategy allows us to set some reasonable expectations. Even though they're not holding true today, okay, we did some great things so far, but how come you haven't done something else? Well, I've only been here less than 100 days, and typically you give the new administration 100 days to realize if they are, you know, true to their word, they're going to at least attempt it, or they're just BSing you just to get votes. So, I'm still going to give them some time. They haven't hit 60 days yet as of this recording. Now that the messaging component of the plan has been established, let's talk about the action component of the plan. All right, with just the votes of Democratic lawmakers in both the House and Senate, our president was able to sign a $1.9 trillion COVID relief bill into law. And now we're calling it the American Rescue Plan. And as the current administration likes to say, no one will get everything they want. However, everybody's going to get something that they desperately need. And this is just our first bite at the apple, so stay tuned. So, what's in the plan? Stimulus checks. $1,400 per person for people earning $75,000 a year or less, $150,000 per couple. All right, that's about 90% of households in the United States. Unemployment assistance, in addition to what you're getting from the state, you will get $300 a week through September 6th, and that's over and above. Again, over and above what the state is giving you as unemployment insurance benefits. Direct aid to states and municipalities. You remember a few months ago when uh, then-majority leader McConnell suggested that maybe these entities should file for bankruptcy protection. That might be good for everybody, you know, because this is not our business. Even though the states have to, have to, balance their budgets every year. All right, nutritional assistance, housing assistance, child tax credits. There's just a whole list of items. And I didn't mention money for vaccines, testing, even for rural hospitals. So this list goes on and on and on, and while the fifteen dollar per hour minimum wage didn't pass this go round, there's still talk about uh, doing this and doing that in the future. Sounds like a pretty good package, but no. Our friends on the other side have already started railing against this plan. They call it a liberal wish list. Okay, so only the liberals are getting $1,400. Only the liberals are getting an extra $300 per week in unemployment. Only the liberals are going to uh, you know, benefit from the funding for testing and shots in the arm. I don't think so, but this is what they do all the time. All right, now here's some of the complaints they, they've been raising or the issues they've been raising. It's too much money, although some say it's not enough. We already passed relief bills. Okay, well, if that was enough, we wouldn't be back for more. What about the deficit? Hello? Remember the tax cuts? You know, you know we're all hip to that scam because we didn't get any of that stuff and the economy is already about to bounce back yeah one of the reasons why is because a new administration came in and confidence was high um one day i'm going to talk about that whole mythical consumer confidence thing and how really small that the components of that um that number that value is and you know how much weight it carries and I don't know, but we'll talk about that later. Maybe, maybe not. The first order of business, again, for this new administration was to pass that bill, and they did. And it seems like everybody's happy. We don't see anybody, you know, sending any checks back or anything like that. In fact, about two-thirds of the country itself are in support of, of that bill and now applauding that plan. But why are our colleagues still fighting us? I don't know. Can't figure it out. Uh, Sometimes they have these inelegant objections. Now they're talking about cancel culture and how we're forcing the estate of Dr. Seuss to pull six children's books from the shelves. Well, nice try, but here's the fact. His estate did it on their own. In fact, There have been several rewrites from Dr. Seuss himself when he realized that something that he wrote years ago doesn't cut the mustard of acceptability later. He rewrote. Now, since he's not around and his estate says, we don't feel worthy of touching his words, we'll just pull the books off the shelf. And it's only six. I mean, this guy's written dozens, dozens. I mean, I've read dozens, dozens, so that's lame, but I still want to know what they're trying to pull, and why they continue to do this in the face of a popular plan, I mean, I'll try to explain it, but first I need to take a little break, okay? This is Ken Boone, and you're listening to Much More to Say, on the can not Music and Media Network. We invite you to visit our website, muchmoretosay.weebly.com. That's muchmore, the number two, say.weebly.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Okay, a slightly more elegant argument that um, my friends on the right like to use is uh, referencing the concept known as the invisible hand, which is the underpinnings of everything from small government arguments to supply-side economics to trickle-down economics. We've heard those terms, but... um, that's what they refer to. They're talking about the invisible hand, their interpretation of the invisible hand. And what's that? It's, um, it's an economic concept that was first introduced by Adam Smith in 1759, okay? And it was in a book that he wrote called The Theory of Moral Sentiments. And the theory goes something like this. Through individual self-interest and freedom of production, as well as consumption, the best interests of society as a whole are fulfilled. I mean, for example, you figure that with everybody working for themselves and in their self-interest, when you go to the supermarket, there will be bread, there will be eggs, there will be milk because humans are relatively predictable in their behavior. Uh, And it can go on and on and on. In good hands, I'll give you um, a quote where the invisible hand, in conjunction with government intervention, is a good thing. And this comes from the late great Pierre Trudeau, who was the Prime Minister of Canada. He says, as against the invisible hand of Adam Smith, there seems to be a visible hand of politicians whose objective is to have the kind of society that is caring and humane. Now, let's go south to the border, the Canadian border, into the United States, and uh, Senator Mitt Romney, who said, the invisible hand of the market always moves faster and better than the heavy hand of government. That's part of their argument against this bill or this plan. Go back to uh, 1976, or actually before, where Milton Friedman, who was the Nobel Prize winner in economics, who was the father of supply-side economics, uh, said, "If you put the government, the federal government, in charge of the Sahara Desert, in five years there'd be a shortage of sand." Cute. Um, this, this argument, you can spin this theory in any kind of way to make it work for you. A few years ago. When the Trump tax cut came in, the argument for it was, okay, these companies are going to pay less in taxes, so they'll be able to pass the savings on to the workers, you know, to the consumers and lower price. It will help us all. It should have. But when you factor in human greed and corporate greed, you saw what happened. These wonderful people just bought back stocks for the most part. That's what they do most of the time. That's what people will do most of the time. They will work in their self-interest, and without someone to police them, it will go right back in their pockets because they're humans. And with few exceptions, humans are always, and I mean always, looking out for number one. In the words of the Indonesia writer, Toba Beta, in economy, the invisible hand is a set of wealthy men. It's the puppeteer who's in charge behind the curtain. Don't take his word for it. And the other side cites a Nobel Prize winner, Milton Friedman. I see you, Milton Friedman, and I raise you one, Paul Krugman. Who is the 2008 Nobel Prize winner in economics? And he says this The specific set of foolish ideas that has laid claim to the name supply side economics is a crank doctrine that would have had little influence if it did not appeal to the prejudices of the editors and wealthy men. He also says economic theory is mostly just a collection of stories. I agree with that. I agree with the fact that um, in this case, we have a plan that is designed to try to help everyone. Is it going to work? Is it going to be perfect? We don't think so. But let's say, is it going to work? Time will tell. I, I think it will. I think they have the the pieces in place to regulate to make sure it's not mismanaged, it's not um, it's not uh, misspent, and the results will be satisfactory enough that we can go back and address things like the minimum wage and you know other non-economic things such as voting rights, such as immigration. And um, we'll see how this works. So what I'm going to do in future episodes is I'm going to keep tabs on this plan, what's happening in Congress, what's happening on the street, what you folks have to say, you know, on social media, what the media needs to cover their slant their spin and I'll give it to you as best as I can interpret it so I'm just I'm just a guy who's um, trying to make sense out of this whole thing too so stay tuned I'll be back shortly this time I won't let a month go by I promise and um, you guys have a great day and stay safe A quote for today comes from the late, great comedian and pundit, George Carlin. That invisible hand of Adam Smith seems to offer an extended middle finger to an awful lot of people. Until next time, this is Ken Boone. Thanks for listening. We invite you to visit our website, muchmortosay.weebly.com. That's much more than number two, say.weebly.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Our podcasts are hosted on Spreaker. We're also found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and most podcast directories. Our email address is descantmmg at gmail.com. So like, comment, share, and join the conversation. This has been a production of the Descant Music and Media Group.